Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome to America's Heroes Group. This is a special show today. It's our America's Heroes Group Roundtable with our partner, Jesse Brown VA Works. March is Women's History Month. Today is Saturday, March 11, 2023. You might be enjoying your St. Patrick's Day weekend. Over here in Chicago, we got the river dyed green. The Chicago River is bright green, neon green. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Cleveland, the co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. And our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. He's not here with us today. But we still have a great show. We have a panelist with us, Dr. Margaret Bowman. She is Associate Chief Hello. of Staff for Jesse Brown's Geriatric and Ascended Care. How are you doing today? Very well, thank you. How are you? Doing very well. We're going to talk about Jesse Brown's Geriatric Care. So tell us about that. Let me give a little bit of information about you first. So you attended the Crichton University, completed that medical school in Omaha, Nebraska. You spent residency here at University of Illinois' Internal Medicine. You studied geriatric medicine at Harvard, the Division on Aging. You teach medicine. You're a single faculty member for geriatrics at the University of Illinois of Medicine, providing geriatric care through the VA for the last 30 years or more of what the healthcare program for geriatrics is, is working, how it's working at the VA hospital at Jesse Brown. Sure. Um, so uh, the VA has been really a leader in several types of what they call now elder care. Um, we have programs. This, there's kind of a breakdown into two categories of care, institutional which usually means nursing home and non-institutional, which is care that takes, you know, can t- be given at home, in the home, in an outpatient setting, in an outpatient uh, area for adult day health care. And so we have uh, a variety of programs to help support veterans as they age. And also these programs um, uh, are explicitly designed to help support caregivers of veterans so that uh, we're trying to help the veteran live at home comfortably as long as possible, um, you know, so that maybe they won't need to go to a nursing home. And tell us about the challenges of that, because that's one thing a lot of people are worried about. We have an aging population across the country, and care, elder care is something that's very, very important. How do, we, how do you prepare for that? What are some of the things we can do? And what are some of the things specifically that Jesse Brown does to make that, that transition um, more powerful? Okay, well, I think, uh, you know, one of the most, one of the most uh, effective ways to increase your chances of what we call successful aging, which is uh, not just getting older, but getting better and getting, uh, having, you know, a, an optimal outcome. So for people, one of the best things to do for successful aging is to keep connected to other people. If you have a family, it's great to be connected uh, with your family. But you don't have to have a family for this. I mean, being connected with your church, being connected with uh, a group of friends, being connected with a, uh, an interest group that you might have. Um, and again, this might sound like it's a little far afield, but actually it's critically important because Frequently, as people age, they start to need more help. Mm-hmm. And people that are connected in relationships with others have natural sources of people to help hold them up and help them um, age better. So 
our our programs are designed to um, enhance your aging, you know, and again, most of them are directed towards helping you in your own home. We have a VA and Jesse Brown has a home-based primary care program. Now, this is different from Medicare's type of um, home care because it's not just in and out. It's not for designed to be for a limited period of time. It's designed for veterans who are homebound, which means that they don't leave the house for things other than medical visits, religious, you know, to attend a religious service or, you know, to get their hair done. I mean, to be homebound, it doesn't mean you never leave your home, but it does mean you're not just going out willy-nilly right and left. There's only, you know, a limited number of things you go out for. And so in home-based primary care, we have a whole team. We have a doctor, a nurse, a social worker, um, a pharmacist, uh, a, um, uh, let's see now, the other person is our, uh, we have a kinesiotherapist, which is a type of, you know, physiotherapist, and then also uh, a chaplain. And so all this whole group is on a team, and they go to the home and care for the veteran in their home. And they also, you know, provide teaching and support for any caregivers that the veteran may have. And so this program's been in place at Jesse Brown since the mid-80s, 1980. I was born back in 1985 um, at the end of my residency. And so this program is very well established. We have, up until just about this point, we've been restricting ourselves to uh, 606 zip codes. However, we got funding from the VA last year to expand into uh, northwest Indiana, and also uh, now we're going into some of the southern suburbs where we have, you know, many veterans who live there. So that is, that's one really important program. I really appreciate the fact that you're helping people stay inside their homes because a lot of the research shows, and correct me if I'm wrong, that when people are in their homes, they, they thrive better because they're in a, an environment that they're familiar with. But I like that also that point of making sure that you're connected to people because, We've 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 all seen people that are, that age alone, and it doesn't tend to. It's it's not as good. It's not something you like to see when someone's isolated by themselves. Yes, well, you're you're exactly correct about what you said earlier. The day the research shows that very well, and like I said, the research also shows that being connected to other people helps you live longer and also just have a more successful older age. And so. Um, like I said, for a lot of people, that's family. But for various reasons, you know, not everyone has family. And it absolutely, again, the research shows does not have to be family. Can be your church family. Can be your, uh, you know, for veterans, a lot of times, you know, it might be a service organization. They're VFW. They're, um, you know, they're AMVETS. They're, they're service organization that gives them connection and gives them that, that support. Um, now, an, another program we have is called Adult Day Healthcare, and this we provide, the VA pays for this, um, again, for veterans that have um, care needs. In other words, they're not independent. VA pays uh, for veterans to participate in certain Adult Day Healthcare programs. These are programs we have uh, a formal relationship with. And then the veterans assess to see, uh, you know, how much care they need, and then they we pay for this program. Now, this is a great program because sometimes 
if you have a person, let's say, with a, with a dementia, for instance, and they really can't be left alone by themselves, and yet perhaps the family works or perhaps there's a wife who um, has obligations two or three days a week. Well, this is perfect because what happens is the veteran goes and gets professional care at the adult day health center, and that frees up their family to be doing other things. Sometimes, it, like I said, if there's... Um, Children that are caregiving, it allows them to keep working at their job, which, of course, is important. If there's a spouse, it allows that spouse to have a day to get her hair done or to, you know, see to her own matters. So that's a really important program that, again, often helps people stay in their home uh, longer by providing more support to their caregivers. So when these uh, caregivers come to the home, are they staying there all day or all or just for a couple of hours or is it just, you know, certain days of the week? Is it 24 is it could there be 24 hour care in some cases? How does what's the schedule like? OK, this is a great question. Um, we have uh, different programs. So the home based primary care program, that's just um, the professionals, the nurse, the doctor, whatever, just coming in. At, on a certain schedule and making sure that everything's okay, you know, giving shots if they need an immunization, you know, refilling their meds, doing things like that. That program is far from, uh, you know, around-the-clock kind of care. The adult day health care is usually, it's like a Monday through Friday, you know, usually like an 8 or 9 in the morning till 3 in the afternoon kind of thing. And, again, that would be a maximum of five days. But we have other programs. We have... Um, there's a program for where VA provides uh, what's called skilled and non-skilled in-home care. And so basically um, non-skilled, well, we'll start with skilled care. Skilled care is a professional nurse, a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, a speech therapist. And again, this you um, a, a doctor at the VA will uh, write a sort of a prescription for this care. And then we have a group of nurses who call the veteran or the caregiver, determine what the need is, and then authorize that care from a private agency. But the other part is the non-skilled in-home care, which is the, the, the so-called homemakers, home health and home health aides. So the home health aides are the people that come in and help the older person, um, you know, get dressed, take a bath, um, you know, help feed them if they need help feeding. And that's really like hands-on care. And again, that can be up to 15 to 20 hours a week or more where the VA pays for that. And that care is important because, uh, again, it, it, you know, gives a person, you know, care that they definitely need. And then the homemaker part of that is someone who can uh, do the, you know, do the grocery shopping, the laundry, um, meal preparation, that kind of thing. And so, again, these how much care the VA pays for is based on, um, you know, first of all, you have to be eligible for VA care. You have to be enrolled at Jesse Brown, you know, with a doctor, and then that doctor has to request this care. And then we check with the person to find out what their particular needs and issues are, and we have a scale that suggests, you know, how much care for VA to pay for would be appropriate. Um, in some cases, we can go higher when there's extenuating circumstances. Um, none of these, though, are 24-hour-7 care. So let's talk about <laughs> the care that can be. 
um, unless you have a question. Let me just pause. Oh, that's, you're doing great because that the it sounds great so far because that's something that a lot of people don't know about. I've, I've tried to re- get care like this for veterans in the past, and it was very difficult. And this is maybe, I don't know, probably 10 years ago or so. Not many people, people heard about it in, the, in some of the VA hospitals, but no one could really give you clear answers as to how to get it or what the programs were or how they worked or things like that. Okay. Well, again, I can answer questions on this all day long because uh, these, these programs are near and dear to my heart. And I'm, you know, I'm, these programs are under my uh, direction, you know, as the uh, uh, Associate Chief of Staff for Geriatrics and Extended Care. So then the other, uh, you know, uh, we have a um, respite care. So what's respite? Respite is giving a caregiver a break. So again, a veteran who's eligible for uh, care at a VA who requires daily care by someone, whether it's their, uh, you know, their a loved one, um, someone that's being hired, you know, what what have you, um, they're entitled to 30 days of respite care per year. Mm. And how is that given? Well, it's given in a couple different ways. There's respite care in a nursing home so that VA will pay for, uh, you know, so for instance, let's say, again, we'll go back to a wife. I mean, uh, the majority of older veterans right now um, are men. So let's go back to, uh, you know, a husband and a wife. So the man needs a lot of care. The wife's providing it. But but um, there's their grandchild's getting married, you know, uh, next month uh, in Phoenix, maybe, or in Texas. And so that wife would like to go to that event, and uh, her husband will not be able to go because of, he's not able to really travel. So then, um, you know, in advance, we sign that veteran up for respite care, which can be given either in a nursing home at VA expense for respite care, or there's in-home respite where they get, um, you know, care coming in to provide that. But, again, that's more limited. That's limited to 30 days um, a year. So so what does a veteran need to have in their resume to qualify? That's one of the big questions we always have about who qualifies and what programs. We know that you have to get assessed. You talked about that a little bit, and the doctor has to recommend it. But there, are, what is the, the primary qualifications in order to qualify for these types of benefits? Well, the so if if a veteran is um, already uh, qualified for care at the VA, that that these are basic. All these things I've discussed so far are what we call basic benefits. So every veteran who's enrolled at Jesse Brown is theoretically, you know, eligible for these things if they have those, you know, those care needs. Um, you don't need to be service connected at all. None of these programs require service connection. They don't require anything special. These are basic benefits that all veterans are eligible for if, like I said, if, they're, if they have the care needs. Hmm. So tell me about your background. How did you get into the type of work and what made you so passionate about um, geriatric care, particularly with veterans? Well, um, when I was... Uh, I, I, I'm an older doctor, and uh, when I was uh, coming, I was one of those people. I always wanted to be a doctor since I was a child. No doctors in my family, no nurses, no nothing. And uh, my parents, it's very interesting, my parents never discouraged me by telling me that since I was a girl, it might be a little bit hard to get, uh, you know, get, become a doctor. They never, they never mentioned that to me. I wasn't really thinking about that so much. But I will tell you, 
there there were not many women in medical school when I was, uh, you know, coming towards medical school. So uh, at my uh, university, you know, uh, they had like a word on the street was that a good a way to help yourself. And I had good grades, so I had the grades. But what they said was a way to give yourself an edge was to work you know, have some medical working experience, some work in the healthcare field. And that made a lot of sense to me because I'd been a candy striper when I was 14, but of course that was really limited. So one summer I came home from college and I tried to look for a job in healthcare, but I had no skills. And I ended up as a nurse's aide in a nursing home and I loved it. It was the most exciting, thrilling, I mean, it was just electrifying to me. And, um, I came back to school, and my boyfriend, who's now my husband, said, boy, if you like working with older people too much, maybe you should think about doing that. So I actually applied to medical school with the idea that I wanted to take care of older people. And at, at that time, there was uh, I started medical school in 1978, and at that time, there really was very limited um, education and what have you for uh, older, you know, to, to be a specialist. Um, you know, in geriatrics, they had a geriatrics was much better established in in England, but it was not really too big in the United States. But anyway, I just kept on that path, and every step of the way, my experiences just uh, reconfirmed that. Now, when I first came, so that's how I got myself pointed towards uh, geriatric care. When when I first came, uh, I first came to Jesse Brown VA actually, and it was the old West Side VA in those days. I don't know if any of your listeners are older and can remember the old West Side VA, but I first came to the West Side VA in 1981, actually as a fourth year medical student, um, to do one month at that hospital as a sub intern, and I fell in love with Jesse Brown VA with that West Side VA. I just loved the veterans. I love the teachers that were there. I love the other doctors. I just felt at home, and um, I think that pretty much sums it up. One thing I like to talk, working with older veterans and talking to older veterans, I hear, like to hear their stories. I had a really good friend of mine who passed away uh, maybe five years ago now, and we we would sit and I would listen to his stories, and eventually, you know, I, I watched him go to the get care from the uh, from Heinz V actually. And uh, his experience is really good. I mean, the care that he got, I have to say, was top notch, which a lot of VAs I know. Um, this, I think the I think it might be, maybe you can give me more information about this. How the perception of VA care around the country is faring? I know in Chicagoland, VA care seems to have a good reputation. It seems to be very good because, from my own experience, what I've seen, I've taken tons of veterans to the VA. But how is it changing? How is the perception changing around the country? And do a lot of people know that? Um, these geriatric programs exist? Those are great questions. Um, You know, again, I've been around the VA for so long, and back in the day, I would say we really did have quality issues. Um, In the the late 90s, we had an undersecretary for health, uh, Dr. Ken Kaiser, who really uh, galvanized the VA and set it on a path of improving quality and the path of excellence. And so we started back in the uh, early 2000s with all kinds of measures. Um, We have, VA has been looking at like measures for like their surgical outcomes, measures for, um, you know, we have measures for like an infinite number of measures and they are good. 
VA's um, immunization program is better than we, we more veterans get immunizations like their flu shots, their pneumovax, their different their shingles. They out they outrank any private health care system and also you know Medicare funded care. Um, we have tons of metrics that show that. We do have a small nursing home at Jesse Brown. We call it a community living center. It's only 22 beds, but we're a five-star facility, which is the top of the rank, and that's comparing us to all nursing homes in the U.S., not just VA nursing homes or not just private nursing homes, but all of them, and we're a five-star facility. And so is Heinz Nursing Home, by the way, is also a five-star facility. I have a warm spot in my heart. I did actually spend many years at Heinz. Um, I started at Jesse Brown, and now I guess I'm finishing my career at Jesse Brown, but I spent plenty of years in the middle at Heinz, so I certainly have a warm spot in my heart for Heinz. But anyway... um, The VA has really worked hard over the past uh, 20-plus years to improve their quality, and we have so many metrics. We get get evaluated, graded. We get feedback. When when the quality uh, starts to sag, we have to come up with an action plan to our uh, you know, to our bosses at our network to how, what we're doing to correct it. Uh, they, th- these things just are not allowed to slide. Um, we're really under a lot of uh, scrutiny. And I think this is, you know, tremendously different than in the private sector where uh, the measurement systems uh, have not really all caught up even yet in some cases. Dr. Margaret Bowman, she is Associate Chief of Staff for Jesse Brown's Geriatric and Extended Care. Thanks for your time. Oh, thank you so much. And I'd be delighted to come back at any time and tell you more about our programs. Definitely. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.